guys, welcome to our live. So this is Taylor. She works with Rock United Restaurant Opportunity Centers United. And Carly, she just quit Chili's. And before she could even, you know, work out for two weeks, they um, they fired her. Yeah. Because she posted <laughs> the video about the exploitation and how they're stealing all your money. So what yeah. I have behind me is actually a picture. I know it's a little blurry. It's a great frame. Um, of her grat share that she sent me. It's from September or November 2021 to April of this year. So we can see. So this is what you made after tip out, the 7,834. Yes. So you can see that the total tips I generated from credit cards was 9,000. Um, and I tipped out 2,000, but I was able to make some of that back from getting some tip out as clocked in as a food runner as well. And that's what you see when you see from bartend and from food server. That's when I was being tipped out by the bartenders and the food servers. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So this is what you ended up walking with from that's what I, Yeah, that's what I made total. What I walked with is at the top. The 7,000 or the 8,000? The 7,800. Okay, so that's what you left with. This yeah. is um, the generated, and then this is total pool. What's the total pool? I'm actually not sure what that is at all. I have never seen that in my life on my checkouts, so I was a okay. little bit confused by that as well. Okay, so we don't know what that is. Total no. time, and then this is money that, you, that was tipped out to you when you worked as a food runner. Yeah. And then... And then when you worked as a, or yeah, are the servers tipping you out here? Yeah. And then this is what you tipped out to the bartenders when you were serving. Mm -hmm. And then this is what you tipped out to the food runners. While I was Over $2,000. Yeah. I'm like wondering why it's been so hard to make bills. I'm like, oh, I paid $2,000 to someone else. That's why. $2,233.32. Well, those are nice little angel numbers, but um, <laughs> that's so much money. Yeah, it, it's that's devastating. So that is so, that's from November, uh, December, January, February, March, April. That's five months, $2,000 mm -hmm. that could help for your bills. Yeah, so you're like 100%. Yeah. And people don't get it. People don't get like how this is so much money. And maybe when they see it broken down like this, which like it was really hard for me to find the perfect um, size to put this so that right. it um, in the background. But I've been trying to explain to people why this is not okay. And everybody's like, oh, you always tip out in the restaurant industry. And I'm like, you don't tip out this much. This is a lot of money. And if we are, why are you not mad? <laughs> like, why yeah, are you exactly. mad about it? Exactly. It's insane. Also, so, it's um, messed up. It's based on sales other than tips. So it's like if someone under tips you 20 per like if they do 15 or anything, nothing, like, you're still having that money taken away from you. It's not like proportional to what you earn through tips. So it's actually like right. hurting you in the long run too. Exactly. exactly. They're promising money out of my pocket that I'm not even guaranteed to receive. If they guaranteed a 20% gratuity, then maybe I'd be a little bit more lenient about guaranteeing my tips to other people, but that's not even guaranteed to me. So for it to be guaranteed to them feels a little bit wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I've been saying from the beginning with, like, the tip. Like, in California, we had to tip out the cooks, too. So, it's tipping mm -hmm. out the cooks and the food runner and the um, expo 
and the bartender and it was like six percent and i'm like i'm walking with 20 bucks and tipping out 80 like what is happening here this makes no sense and yeah. i'm like i'm tipping out for money that i'm not guaranteed so like why do they get it no matter what so like if yeah. i don't get it i pay out of pocket and i and i posted those videos showing people like going into the negative and people were just like oh they're just a bad server and i'm like Oh my God, how do you guys not get this? Like this company is taking advantage of so many people and the ghost kitchens. We are, the ghost kitchens. The way that everyone is so stressed. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a scam. So um, Taylor, do you want to say anything for a little bit before we get more into this? Yeah, and I mean, we'll definitely, like, get into, like, what is going on at Chili's, but to start um, Restaurant Opportunity Center, we're, like, a national nonprofit. We advocate for restaurant workers. We fight for better wages, conditions. If workers want to organize, we point you in the right direction to make your workplace better, not just on the legislative level, but what you can do internally with your own collective power. Um, so if you ever, you know, want to reach out to us, we're on TikTok. You can follow us. Uh, send us a DM if you're having issues at work. Or you can text um, Chili's um, without the apostrophe to 40817 <laughs> as well. You'll be connected with an organizer. We can have, you know, even though it's like centered for Chili's workers, please reach out. We can help you. Oh, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to say she sent me a lot of resources like already today. I've gotten some resources on things that I can do legally to take action. Um, and I, it's been super helpful and I didn't even have to reach out. So I can't imagine the amount of help they provide when you do reach out. Yeah. I have sent a lot of people, uh, Taylor's way. She's amazing. She's definitely like super receptive. I was always texting her and be like, Hey, I have this person, this happened to them at like Panera or this happened to them at Outback or you know, any different restaurant, I'm like, is it okay if they go to you? She's like, yeah, no problem. So, like, now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, just text Taylor. She's got you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so You good. know, everyone's having the same issue. Like, it's nuts how, like, you know, at every store it seems, like, very unique to each worker. But it's like, right. talk to your co-worker at work or just go to the restaurant over. It's, like, the same issues everywhere. And it's, right. you know, we can start educating each other on what these issues are, too, which is important. Yeah, and um, just like I actually had somebody go to you that was from Panera, I think it was, and then um, she was texting me, and then she's like, because oh, uh, she knows that I've reported a workplace to the EEOC, um, and she was like, oh my god, it's they said they don't have any appointments available until October, and I was like, yeah, well, when I did it, um, I had to wait like two months for a call just to submit my like report, and she mm-hmm. was like, yeah, but like now it's in October and I was like, that's good. That means that a lot of people are reporting their workplace. That means yeah. that more people are reporting places. And I know it takes a while, but like there's there's no harm in reporting them. And like if you have to wait a few months, then wait a few months. I mean, it sucks because right. she's like, well, I got harassed and like now I have to wait like five months to hear back. And I'm like, I know it's horrible. And I actually have an investigation open for a place here for firing me up for religious purposes and they actually just called me back yesterday but I was at work and they're like hey we're like with the investigation we need to follow up and see what's new next and so it does take a year to investigate after the process starts it's a really long process but it's worth it if you want to make a change yeah so um so Carly do you want to spill some tea on chilies Yes, I and I am so sorry. I could like I couldn't find a way to interject, and I'm such a nervous person. My name is Clara. I'm so, oh, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You should have just I was told like... me, girl. I don't know who Carly is. 
I get so nervous. Literally. I was like, no, it's fine. I'll be Carly. I'm sorry. I've, I've gotten so many messages that like all the names just like became one in my head. So sorry about that. No, you're completely fine. Yeah. So what happened at my Chili's location uh, was really just a buildup. Like over time, they rolled out the food runner system and I kept being told that things would get better. We had upper management in our restaurant at least once a month, which I felt like was really not normal, telling us how much better things were gonna get. And it came to a boiling point last week when I posted that TikTok. We had gone in, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, and there was some form of bingo I found out from the managers. It was like a cleaning bingo. And we had our food runners, we had two food runners on that morning. One of them was doing cut work and the other one was detail cleaning the beverage station, like cleaning the black mold off the beverage station, standing on top of the beverage station, wiping down walls, like cleaning the wet papers on our cork board because we have paper behind our beverage station that just collects splashes of soda all the time. And they're having this max exodus of a cleanup and I had seen your video actually about the mold and chilies. And it just seemed really convenient that right when I saw these videos and it seemed to be going viral that they had like this bingo game for the workers who make $2.13 per hour to sit there and like scrub the walls. Wow. And there was a point where me and the servers were kind of having a back and forth and we always do this loudly in front of the managers just to see if they'll do something themselves. And we were like, hey, is nobody gonna run our food and drinks right now? I have a five minute drink because we were down to the last two servers. And at that point, you really do need a food runner, especially because of our system now. We're cutting down a bit faster because we can handle more tables. So we didn't have a food runner. We were getting overwhelmed up front and our food runner was up on top of the beverage station. The beverage station was fully broken down. Like we had to get ice out of a beverage station that they were using degreaser on at the time and walk across the restaurant it was it was absolutely insane. So we said it's, to you, we were saying in front. Go ahead. It's funny that you mentioned that bingo. I haven't heard of that, but the person that sent me that pictures of the mold, um, I was like, hey, next time you go in, because they said something about how there was like a bunch of mold and and the food was near something. And I was like, oh, yeah. next time you go in, like try to get some more video or photos. They were actually a DoorDash driver, so they didn't work there. They were a DoorDash driver. Wow. So they went in because they had seen my video. So they went in again and pulled out their camera and started recording. And the manager swatted the camera out of their hand, their phone. And we're like, stop. Like, everybody has mold. It's not that big of a deal. You can't record in here. And I'm like, are you okay? They touched you? And she's like, yeah, they literally pushed my hand away and, like, said I wasn't allowed to film in there. Because wow. that video blew up and went viral then. That was like a, dis a topic of discussion. So that's so crazy that you said that, that bingo. Exactly. Because I swear they're all- they're The wild. day after I saw it. The day yeah. after I saw it, I swear to you. And so we're standing in front of the beverage station and he's up there on a ladder. And we're like, hey, is anybody gonna run our food and drinks? And he was like, well, I've been told I have to clean the beverage station. So we go to the manager we say, hey, do you think he could clean the beverage station when we're not paying him to run our food? And the manager pops his head around and he says, oh, well, obviously running food and drinks should be your main priority. But when you don't have food and drinks to run, yes, you should be up there cleaning. Where, where is that for you? You want him to go from cleaning mold off right. of a beverage station to serving our food and beverages and climb yeah. up and down a ladder? It doesn't, it's not even safe. No. 
And, and so it we like just ran our your wages, or like they should just pay for a cleaner at that. Like at that right. point, it's pay like a janitor. Pushing off non-tipped work, like yeah, on exactly the runners. That's not helping. You. Yeah, it's just so messed up. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. They shouldn't be doing that on server wage at two something an hour. Exactly. That should be an hourly job. I told my manager even multiple times. We had a clock in called night cleaner. They got paid minimum wage. I said, let me come up here after hours. I'll come up here when we're closed. Like I love to clean. I don't, it's just a weird thing for me. It makes me happy. And I <laughs> wanted the restaurant clean and I offered him, we can do overnights. We can do it when people aren't in the restaurant. We can go section by section. And I, I made these offers months ago and it was, oh yeah, we should definitely plan that. And it just stayed dirty. Like even like the managers don't want to do anything about it. And when I want to do something about it, they, nobody cares. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. And they don't want to put any money towards it. And they want the people who are literally not making anything hourly to do all this work. Yeah. Like they'll like, cut the paid, paid things and then ask you to do the paid job for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's such exploitation. And like, I just don't understand how people don't get it. And like, the fact that the CEO, Lyman Roberts, is out here lying to shareholders, telling them, oh, these servers are making double what they used to make before because of this new system. It's such lies. Like, if I'm making double, all of it's going to the food runners. My paycheck exactly. might show that I'm making more money, but it's not going to me. It's going to your other employees. Exactly. That's the problem. Like... Okay, so let's say you guys are making double, but you guys aren't getting double. You guys are keeping no. it. You're giving half of, uh, half of your money away to everybody else to pay everybody's wages. Exactly. Like this, exactly. this lie of restaurants can't survive if they start paying servers more. It's like, how long are we going to buy into this? It's been 100 years that wages haven't changed. And people are like, well, then they have to raise the money prices. They already did raise the money prices. Yes. You think we have the same prices of the 1930s? No. Like, how, how dumb are you guys? You pay I mean, a nickel for a waffle? Different. <laughs> yeah like come on like i just don't I, I don't understand and nobody nobody does their research like the national restaurant association literally lobbies against us against servers getting better wages like they don't want servers to get better and and, and we're not saying like oh um you need you you just pay a regular wage and like no tips like no you can still get tipped you just will have at least minimum wage and it's like right. that what a crazy concept how dare I know. ask for minimum wage? Like, what is wrong with these people? It's just crazy to me. So, um, <laughs> we all. Uh, sorry, I have a bunch of people on here. I'm trying to see if there's any um any good I stuff in the feed. I've been reading. I'm right here with I you. Oh, there are some people that were um thing that they worked at Chili's too. I was a key at Chili's and how to quit because the managers don't just don't care for their employees. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's a really good question. Who pays the taxes? Each individual getting the payout? That's a good question because I have seen a lot of comments saying that um, you still get taxed on the money that you're tipping out. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about that? So I don't know anything about it. The way that I, I got that information, I had a coworker that I was working with that would keep track of her clock out slips, which show your weekly paid to date, which is your claimed cash and card tips, which our grat share doesn't show. That's only what I made in credit card up there. And you know, I mean, I tried to say that in it. That's just my credit card. That's what they track. But in your weekly paid to date, when you clock out, it'll say how much you've made in card and 
cash, like what you've claimed every day when you clock out. And it prints a new one every day when you clock out. So she was noticing that her pay-to-date slip, like what it said she made for the week, included her payout. And it was way more significant than what her grat share was saying with her payout. And I tried to get in contact with corporate about this on Thursday is when I first called them about it. And they still have yet to get me answers on it. So they said that it should be calculated into our pay stubs, um, but that they have to go back into the accounting, basically, and just make sure that that's what it is. I also saw a lot of servers saying that you have to keep track of your tip out and claim that on your taxes, in, in which case I was never made aware of that by my employer, which, you know, and that just sucks, but it would be one yeah. of those. No, I've never heard that either because, like you said, they track our credit cards and we do have to claim at least, what, 15% before we clock yeah. out? So, yeah, like, they're, so. they're supposed to keep track of that. We don't have to keep track. That's why we have to claim everything. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else actually sent me um, photos of their checkouts and it was it was all messed up. Like, I wish I could put a picture here, but I, right. I've lost it now in all my screenshots. So they sent me a photo <laughs> of, their, of their checkouts and um, the number of like total sales was not the same that was like showing up on their grat share. So yeah. their grat share and their sales on like how much they, the bar sales, let's say were, um, you know, you're only supposed to do like, let's say 1% of your bar sales. So 505 to tip out. But then, yeah. like, it would say, like, 500 but then $6 to tip out or something. So it was, like, off by a few dollars here or there. Mm -hmm. So then they were, like, why am I tipping out more? Why am I tipping out more than what I'm supposed to? Like, my grat share right. is taking more money than I'm supposed to. So it wasn't adding up. They're right. just, like, fucking with the system some way that is scamming you guys on top of the fact that they're already scamming you guys. Right, and I did also want to touch on the fact of paying people who are not even there. So, oh, if, yeah. like, if a food runner, it's such a weird thing. And I believe that, I don't believe this is my manager's fault. And I just want to put that out there. I haven't put the store that I worked at. Other than my general manager, my managers had a genuine love for me and a genuine care. And they were very upset that I got canned. So... Uh, I want to say that I don't believe it was their fault. I believe it was corporate's fault for not telling their management and not dispersing information properly and not even having that information themselves. Um, so with that in mind, when we first rolled out the system, the first day we had it, we had two food runners and we had a brand new manager and it was really slow. It was like a Monday morning. It, we just weren't doing very much in sales and we sent both of the food runners home. And this was when GratShare was rolled out. So thankfully, we were able to keep track of our tip outs and we didn't just have to trust the math. Um, and we noticed the next morning that we paid out on our full day of sales, right? So I still did seven, $800 in sales after that food runner ran or left to go home, but I still paid 5% of that seven to $800 to that employee. Yeah. And the system doesn't stop. Like right. accruing tips, once they clock in in the morning, you have to have a food runner on until you shut down the shift for the night because once they've clocked in, tips start going. Now, if they never clock in in the morning, we don't tip out anything. But as soon as they do clock in, clocking out doesn't matter. The next food runner comes in and then the money will move over to them, but the money never stops, if that makes any sense. 
So there's been multiple times where I've had no food runner on shift and I'm serving a table and I know they have a $100 check and I'm just bitter setting down my drinks, knowing that $5 of this is going to go to someone who's not even in the building. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Insane. Um, so I only had to deal with the system. Like I transferred in July and then I got fired in September. So, and then for like the beginning of that, we were on lockdown. So it was just two goes. So I right. only really dealt with that for like at the most a month, maybe two. And, um, I had asked about that. Like I had been like, Oh, so what happens if we don't have a food runner? And they're like, Oh, they don't get tipped out. I was like, okay. Right. But then, but then like, I guess, I didn't clarify like what happens if they clock out, you know, like mm -hmm. I just figured okay, once the food runner is gone, we don't have to tip out on that on anymore. But then it's like, I would get my money the next day on my pay card and I'd make like $19 and I'm like, Oh yeah. Even have a food runner. Like who was I tipping out? Like there's no money on here. Like I, sh I know how much I should have made. I did the math, mm -hmm. but then it's like all going to, to tip out. It yeah. just it didn't, it didn't make any sense. And the fact that you can't take any cash home either, they want it all on a pay card or all on the paycheck. Right. It's so hard to keep track of too. Yeah. Because you're like, they're just taking all my money and I don't even know what's being. So I remember going to work and I'd be like, I need a breakdown of the tip out. Like I need to know yeah. where everything is going. And so the manager like wrote it down for me and I have a video that I posted. Um, I think I had posted it originally on Alex serves because it was before I started yeah. this account. And I said, hey, like, Chili's is stealing from you guys. Like, I literally, what you said, and I, this was in September of 2020, and I literally showed the post date. I was like, this is what all the money is going to. Like, we're not yeah. getting any of this money. And it was just, like, crazy. And people were just like, don't talk about that. You're going to get sued. I'm like, I'm literally telling you guys, like, we're not seeing any of this money. Like, I literally would work and walk out with no money every shift. It just didn't make yeah. any sense to me. And I had no way of, like, verifying it. Exactly. I would, get, I would get my paychecks and I'd like try to like break my paychecks down. I'd sit with the manager and I'm like, can you explain this to me? Because it's also different in California because we have like um, meal penalties, like break penalties. If we don't take our breaks, we get like penalties like the restaurant does. So they have to pay us like overtime for those hours. So it's very confusing for my, my paycheck. Right. I'm just used to not getting a paycheck. I'm just used to like getting cash. Zero dollars every time. Yeah. So like being here, I was like, what does all this mean? So it was very confusing for me to try to figure everything out. But um, I knew that there was something going on. It just wasn't adding up. I was, this just doesn't make any sense. Like there's just no way that I'm walking out with $19 on a shift. Yeah. yeah. And it's because it was going to everyone else. I was paying everybody's wages out of my own tips that whether I got them or not. So people eventually are paying out of pocket when they don't get tipped. Right. And to pull out of the pockets of your like bottom, bottom of the barrel, like the front and center employees. We're not in the big building in California with you. We're out here every day sweating, smelling like chips and salsa. And <laughs> you're pulling out of our pockets yeah. while you ride on a PJ to wherever yeah. you're going. Yeah. And it's like we're literally like the lowest paid employees. We're <laughs> on the United States of America, and you're still gonna take from us. Like we, you don't even pay us, so you're literally just taking from the customer to pay the rest of your staff instead of just paying it out of your own fucking pocket. Someone wants to know if Chili's has reached out about it, um, and yes and no. They like they've reached out and called me about my social media posts. Um, they haven't explicitly asked me to take them down, but they just wanted to get clarity on what my what my qualms were i guess and then they've reached out again with the payroll department to try and 
figure out where my money is going, but you would, you would think that they would just have those answers. They wouldn't have right. to go search for them. Did you think they also, of, yeah, the amount of money they make also like kind of going back to the food runner, like there's a way, like I was a food runner, different restaurant, but like we had right. a system that was based on like, if someone, if their food, I don't know. I'm like messing up my words, but like, you're okay. You can calculate how long a food runner worked, how many hours and do right. a percent. Like there's no reason they don't have the technology to figure out the appropriate amount to tip out or not tip out if there's no longer a food runner. So it, you know, they're messing up your taxes. They're messing up. Like, it's just like, yeah. well, this incompetence from the top. And then it just trickles down and falls on all of your plates. Absolutely. Yeah, being so, so lazy. I, like they so careless. They just don't care. It's like, when I started exposing them and talking about the sexual harassment that have been brought, their allegations that have been brought to their attention and that they did nothing about it, they reached yeah. out to me a few times asking me, well, who are you talking about? Like, can you give us some more information so we can look into it? And I'm like, no. I don't like, want you attacking these women who have been yeah, through and assaults. Also, like, and you're... It's not my job to do your job for you. Like, if yes. you had done your job properly, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. But you don't know who I'm talking about because you haven't done your job. So you have multiple hundreds of women that have come forward about your managers sexually harassing them and more than just harassment. And it gets brushed under the rug because you do yeah. nothing about it. So it's like, yeah. what do you want me to tell you? Look at the fucking comments. That's what I told her. Read the fucking comments. Read all of the comments that have been left on my videos talking about that. They have come to HR and you guys did absolutely nothing about it. Literally nothing. They don't care. And they're just like, well, we take this very seriously and we investigate. I'm like, no, you don't. You literally promote, promote these men that do these things. You promote them. And then, or you transfer yeah. them to other locations so that they can keep the cycle going. You never hold these men accountable for the shit that they've done to all these girls. It's so pathetic. Like, they literally just let all these girls walk away with all this trauma. Yeah. And they do nothing about it. They're like, okay, well, figure it out. Find another job. You're just a lousy server. Like, we need to keep this manager because nobody wants to fucking work for us anyway. So we need to keep them over you. Yeah. And so I had a guy in my comments even who felt like um, his assault had been brushed under the rug because he was male. And because of the fact that his general, general manager was a female. And they just thought, like, <laughs> like that's not a thing. Just like and hearing oh, that, God. that's one of the worst things is about seeing this is how many of the shares that I have have comments about being exploited or assaulted or completely ignored when you reported something. It like I thought I had it bad, and now I'm just even more pissed. I'm even oh, more that's pissed. That's exactly how I felt. Like when I started my series, like I was like you, like my store was great, my managers were great, my my friends there were great. Like I didn't have a problem personally with my store. It was mm -hmm. what corporate was doing and that's why I started speaking out on corporate and when I got the floods of comments and messages of people telling me their stories I was like oh I was like raging I had like a fire under my ass because I was like how are all of these people coming to me with the same story for years like years like there's people that were there in the 80s and there was men also that said like I got harassed I got sexually assaulted and they did nothing about it when I brought it to them there was a girl mm -hmm. that said that um a, a cook came up to her and like kissed her on the neck and when she like pushed him away I was like don't touch me or whatever and then she reported it they said well we talked to him and he said you guys are friends and it's like who cares if they're friends or whatever? Like, she says that she felt uncomfortable. She was, mm -hmm. like, inappropriately touched. And you're going to say, well, he, you guys were friends. So it's, it doesn't matter. Ew. Let yeah. me tell you we're friends. I'm the one who's uncomfortable. Like, as the woman yeah. in that scenario, 
I'm telling you I was uncomfortable. I wasn't telling you my friend kissed me on the neck. I told you that your employee kissed me on the neck and made me uncomfortable. Yeah, they just don't. They literally do not care about anything. And like Taylor said, like there is very much technology. There's, you know what? And also it doesn't have to even come out like out of their uh, system. Like you guys could do it yourselves. Like you guys could be like, Okay, the food runner is leaving now. Everybody's got to print out your sales and see what your sales are and tip out this percentage to that person. Like at my place right now, I have to tip out, you know, people. And what do I do when I when half the staff leaves, like the morning crew leaves because I work lunch and we have breakfast, lunch, dinner. So half the like, yeah. food runners leave and the busers leave and the hosts leave all at two o'clock. I print out my checkout and I'm like, these were my sales at two o'clock. And that's what I tip them out based on. And then yeah. from two to four, I tip out the new staff that came in and I tip them out based on those sales. It's not difficult. Yeah. Like they're making the system so much more difficult than it needs to be, but it's for their convenience because they're lazy and they don't want to do the work to make it better for you guys. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I, I just want to jump back um, just a little bit. Um, Cause we were kind of, getting into sexual harassment and how it's like not being solved at Chili's. It's just kind of sitting there is like, there are options. Like, you know, if they don't do anything about that, start taking records, like keep notes on when these instances are happening, when you report it and they're not doing stuff about it, you can file complaints with the EEOC and you know, that can help get you some back wages for kind of the time you had to deal with that. And also it kind of, it pings Chili's like, these start to tack on and they have to deal with these things and eventually they have to address them the more it's you know workers start filing that these things happen right yeah and um i don't know if anybody knows um um adam jay the lawyer he works with um like sexual um harassment in the workplace and stuff like that like labor laws and stuff and he has, you know, told me, like, if anybody comes forward with Chili's and has a story and, you know, we, it sucks because it's like there's the statute of limitations are so limited. Like, it's one to three years, depending on your state. It's horrible. Wow. It shouldn't be that short. It should be way longer um, because some people don't feel comfortable coming forward right away. And they have the trauma and they, they're in shock and they don't it know how to It takes time to process when these things happen. Sometimes you yeah. just don't really recognize it until, you know, you think about that it especially. or someone addresses it. Yeah. Or until you tell that story and someone says, hey, that sounds kind of like assault to me. Right. Yeah. Some people don't even recognize it right away until they tell someone. Someone tells them, like, that's not okay. So, um, you know, and he's he's told me, like, I would love to help you if anybody came forward that, you know, wants to sue them for this. Especially if, like, it's happened and it got reported to HR and um, nothing got done. And there's proof that they reported to HR, not just, like, a phone call because... If, a, if you call HR, they can possibly uh, record the call, but then they're magically not going to have it available the minute that, you know, there's um, a discovery, right? Like, all of a sudden, right. they, don't, they don't have the evidence, okay? So, it's like, you have to do everything on your end to make sure you have it. you got to send emails. You have to have screenshots of everything. You have to prove everything, which somebody else reported um, sexual harassment, and they were like, well, do you have proof of it? And they're like, I didn't know I was going to get sexually harassed. Like, no, I don't have proof of, you know, this this manager. Wow. Me. What do you mean? Yeah. So um, definitely, like, yeah, like, report it to HR, report it to corporate, report to C-member relations, whatever the case may be. Get it in writing or get a voice recording because if they can record you, then you can record them um, because there's obviously consent on both ends or at least let them know this conversation is being recorded. And that mm-hmm. way you have evidence. And if, if something happens, if you get fired 
or, um, you know, there's retaliation or nothing happens, you have a case against them. And you can be like, look, I have all of this proof and you can sue them. And, but you have to act on it right away because of the statute of limitations. The statute of limitations just got extended in the state of California after the Me Too movement to three years. It was only one year awesome. before that. Only wow. one year that you could report this stuff. And it just got extended um, like in 2020 or something for uh, three years now. So I'm happy for the extension. Yeah, and that's still not even a law. Like, uh, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it sucks that like we have to always be on the defensive. We always have to be prepared because like they're not out here to take care of us. They're out here to save their own. Yeah, yeah. We we literally just have. That's why you know with like I work with Rock so that I can help everybody know their rights in the workplace because a lot of people don't know their rights and think that. They just listen to what somebody else told them that works there, who's only out there to protect the company or protect themselves. Like, yeah, your restaurant so- job's not going to, like, they're not going to sit you down and be like, keep these rights in mind. You know, you never get that. You'll get an employee right. manual that has their interests, like, in mind and, like, what they got to do. Sometimes there's illegal stuff in those, too. Flip through those sometime and, like, you know, you might find out your tip share or tip pulling's illegal if you really go through it. Um, yeah, yeah, there's so, so that's many a good people tip, in the but, comments. Yeah. There's so many people in the comments that come and are like, oh, well, I worked at this place and the owner was taking part of the tip. Is that okay? And I'm like, no, that's 100% not okay. That's illegal. They can't do that. It's crazy, like, how much stuff goes on that people are unaware about that's illegal because they just have been told that it's okay. And it's just right. been made warm. And, and now the Department of Labor just passed in December that if you do over 30 minutes of side work, without tables or like that's not running side work you have to be paid at least minimum wage and a lot of people don't know that and i have made videos about it but this app suppresses that those videos so yeah you know, yeah i've been trying to get the word out about that because a lot of people like side work takes long you'll be doing side work for like yeah. an hour an hour and a half or like you mentioned with chilies they had your food runners cleaning mold for hours instead of actually yeah. doing the tipped work that they're supposed to be doing Exactly. Yeah, like, even for them, if they're doing that for hours, like, they might have a case for wage theft. Like, that's, they should be paid at least, they should be paid more than minimum wage, but at the very end. It's definitely more than sub-minimum wage. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We just have to remember that, like, these corporations will do anything to exploit you and take advantage of you and not pay you for it. So you have to always be on the lookout of, like, what are they, are they, how are they trying to scam you this time, you know? And with the ghost kitchens, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like that is such a scam. And I want that to change so bad because these poor people are doing all this work for free. And the people who haven't done it don't get it either. And they're like, well, they're they're getting paid hourly. I'm like, okay, but they're getting paid for one restaurant. And now they're working for three. What do you, what is, what's not clicking? (laughs) Your cooks now know how to make three full menus worth of food in a to-go box they it's three extra you know it's extra menus it's extra time it's extra space in the restaurant and they have zero compensation for that and yeah. the to-go people as well because that compensation and you know sometimes i guess goes to doordash drivers or will go to the to-go order driver um and so the to-go people also aren't seeing extra compensation but they're seeing three times the amount of orders come through yeah it's such exploitation like it makes me so angry because it's a lot of work and the fact that the restaurant is going on false weights because of it 
Yeah. That, that should tell you, you know, what's going on. Like, yeah, they're doing a lot of work. If they have to go on false weights because they have so much to go, so many to go orders coming in that they can't keep up with everything, then they should be compensated for all of the work they, they're doing. They should, it's not like it's like, you know, like it's not just like a side for extra side of fries. Like they're literally doing like a whole three other three menus in total. Right. Uh, That's like Frankfurt just imagine, like, they think it's just simple to do that. They're like, oh, it's extra money to do this. But they're not thinking through the actual labor, the, like, skill that takes to keep three different restaurant menus in your mind to not mix that up. To, like, yeah, like, it requires people to set up to go. Like, that's why there's this whole structure. It's not just, like, imaginary, like, money that they get. Which then, all that money ends up going to corporate that goes to Brinker, that goes to Wayman Roberts, like none of it is going to the workers. Yeah, none of it's going to the workers. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did. I did want to tell you, um, Taylor, I had somebody from Chili's that um, he's he's my insider. Uh, <laughs> on the inside. And he said that his store is actually starting up a petition to end the runner system like his door. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you know, you can you can always feel free to like use my petition as well, which has almost 8,000 mm-hmm. on it. Um, but my goal has been to like have at each store, if they want to stay there and not quit, like Clara did, um, unionize just like Starbucks and Amazon and all of these places that are starting to unionize their workplace, like unionize it because other, if you don't stand up for yourself, like these places aren't going to do anything to create change unless you demand change. Exactly. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, um, how was it at your store, Clara? Like are people, um, have anybody else quit or how is it going staffing wise? Um, at the time it wasn't going well. It's actually pretty funny because on Thursday, my mom went in for her interview, got hired as a bartender. She will, she will obviously not be going back. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, uh, why they, did they do that? So funny. I tried to tell her, I was like, they're going to jack you around, ask you to food run, tell you they're going to train you as a server and then never do it because nobody wants to food run. Anyway, um, staffing was already pretty bad. I, I definitely haven't seen anybody quitting their jobs, but you also saw for me, I couldn't quit. Like, it was a two weeks that I put in, and then they decided to accept that resignation effective immediately. Um, and that's the issue that I'm seeing with a lot of the people at work. They can't afford to lose their jobs, especially because we have taken such a significant pay cut since the food runner system rolled out. Um, and it was gradual and it was slow and it was like your savings would slowly dwindle. Um, but yeah, and they're afraid of retaliation as well. So, um, I'm not seeing the greatest response from my coworkers at the time. Like all my friends are very supportive. Um, but I am getting insider information and they are having HR come and talk to every employee about my TikTok apparently. Oh, wow. Why? I don't know. (laughs) So, I have no idea. So, so when you talked to them, didn't you say that they said, oh, well, if you, because you said, well, I already put in my two weeks, like I'm quitting. And they were like, well, if you weren't quitting, we would be having a discussion about this. About social media guidelines. Yeah. Like about your social media posting guidelines. So, I, and I, I was like, okay, well, you can spare me that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it uh, sounds like even though you're quitting, like it's still retaliate. Like, as you mentioned, like you still wanted like your full like two weeks. As, well, like, and I specifically, so I, 
Honestly, like I said, my managers were very upset as well. I have never had a corporate complaint. I've never left 90% or above on my server attentiveness. I've never gotten written up. I, I've called in once, you know, and I have all of these like above the line recognition cards and stuff. And I thought for sure. So I said, hey, I'm going to put in my two weeks. I want you to know that it's nothing against you, but I like I can't find it within myself to work for a corporation that asks for me to pay other people's wages while they make sub-minimum wage like I do. I signed up for that for myself. I didn't sign up for that for these employees, and I didn't sign up to pay them. So I, I put that in my letter, and I said, if you need any help with training new employees, because I am a certified trainer, so if you need any help with training new employees in the meantime or picking up extra shifts, like obviously I'm going to need some extra shifts because I'll be looking for something new. So I'll be like, I'm happy to help. And I put that in there. I put like my official resignation date, like what my last day to be scheduled would be. Um, and then I got a voicemail a day later saying that they were accepting my resignation and to call if I had any questions. From the management? From my general manager. Yeah. He has only been there a couple months. He's a whole, he's a whole other story. Me and my me and my Twitch chat, we hate that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, they've gotten a lot of new um in. That is just horrible. And that's that's oh, yeah. what sparked my whole Expose the Pepper series was um having two of my friends get fired from my old location who were great employees, but they had a new GM came in who just started firing people left and right. And so yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but they're literally just hiring anybody everybody and anybody who is willing to take the job and doesn't care about their qualifications or if they even give a shit about the place. It's just like, okay, yeah. you want to be a manager? Sure. You can be a manager. Like they just, yeah. they're not, they're not vetting anybody. Like they but, moved up one of the cooks at my place to be a manager. And he's the one that sexually harassed one of the girls that came forward. So I'm like, like you guys don't give a shit. And then all they did was transfer him to another location. Once she came forward. So they can harass care. somebody different. Yeah, exactly. Like, just oh, wow. Some people, wow. They just really don't care. It's, it's just like short-term fixes that they don't have to worry about. Like, in the moment, they're like, we'll just move them over. That deals with it easier. We'll get a manager who's going to clean house with workers. That looks good for our bottom line. And we're right. just filling with new people. Like, it's never thought through, like, oh, you're developing these, like, employees to work here a long time. They know what's going on best. It's just like, yeah, they just think of everyone as just expendable yeah yeah expendable as well for sure but machines Mm -hmm. yeah the other issue is that they're they're like understaffing because they're understaffed but on top of that they purposely understaff because they want to save on labor as if they're paying anybody anything um and so they have like two cooks on the line and then they have them working for the three ghost kitchens it's like Mm -hmm. they're these cooks are being like overextended and overused and they have like one person on to go having to do all of these to goes who the to go person isn't even getting all of these tips because it's pretty much all DoorDash. Yeah. So the to go person isn't getting anything anyway. And in California, I heard that the to go people have to tip out the cooks as well. And I'm like, which is insane. Yeah. With what money? I'm like, they don't even get tipped because it's all like DoorDash. So yeah. they said like, yeah, if, if we don't get any tips, it just, I guess, comes out of our paycheck. How is this legal? If it's yeah. coming out of their paycheck, that is illegal. Like that, I mean, they can't short you your like wages just because of 
lack of tips. If that's happening, definitely reach out to us like that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, um, I have had a few people telling me that. Um, I had asked, like, do you still have to tip out on to-go? I think I have a video of it on my Expose the Pepper. It's either on Expose the Pepper or on Ghost Kitchens because um, it was when I was talking about both. And right. people asked, like, do you still have to tip out on to-go? And somebody had told me, like, yeah, I still have to tip out the cooks. And, again, like, I think it's only California right now that is tipping out cooks because um, everybody makes minimum wage here. And they were like, yeah, I still have to tip out the cooks. And, like, if I don't get tips, like, it still gets pulled. Which is what happened, essentially, from um, the grant share stuff when servers were going into the negative. They were like, what does it mean? And they're like, oh, that just means that it'll just get pulled from your tips next time or it'll get pulled from your paycheck. So, like, no matter what, right. like, they're going to take your money. They don't yeah. give a shit how they're going to do it. I heard well, because they promised the food runner 4%. And so they're yeah. going to give the food runner that 4% from you, whether you have it or not. Like, I just don't, Sorry. What, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand how this is okay. Oh, hi, buddy. It's not okay. It's legal, but it doesn't make it okay. Or, like, exactly. it's barely legal. I don't know. It's, yeah. it, it flutters between legal and not legal. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the problem. Same thing with the ghost cases is that it's, oh, well, it's legal because it's under the same umbrella of Brinker, so it's okay. And it's like, but right. they're, they're working for three restaurants at once with no extra pay. And so there's a loophole that these people keep finding to not have to pay their employees. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Somebody said I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. It's legal, for, it's legal for them to have to pay you and make the difference if you don't have enough tips. Somebody else said that... Um, that it's illegal, like, I don't know if it's every state, but I did hear that, like, in California, it's illegal to make you tip out a certain percent. So, like, they can suggest the percent, but they can't force you. Which right. is interesting, because, like, because, like, at my job right now, that's what they say. They're like, it's suggested, like, you guys don't have to, but this is what we suggest. And my restaurant is very keen on, like, following the laws, because I work at a resort and it's a hotel, and so it's, like, they're very adamant about making sure that they're following all of the laws. So now... I'm thinking, like, is that is that really what the law is? Because when I worked at Chili's, I didn't get a say in it. Like, and, yeah. and I know people that worked at, like, Applebee's and stuff, they didn't get a say in it. It just got pulled from them. Um, but I, that's what I've been hearing from people, like, in my comments and stuff are, like, no, like, legally, they can't force you. Like, you have to, you know, be okay with whatever you're tipping out. Yeah, I'm hearing the yeah, same I'm thing sure in my comments. Can. Yeah, it might be good to, like, check with a lawyer on that. I feel like there's, like, I'm not sure, like, where the difference of, if because there's, like, a difference between, like, auto grat and service fees versus tips. And I'm not sure, like, where that kind of falls into, like, because I worked at a place that was, like, we did the same tip out percentages every time. But, like, another restaurant, yeah, had, like, you could kind of pick the percentage you felt as a server was appropriate. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, like, how cemented that is. But, right. You also can't, for I don't know, it's like the employee owns the tips, ultimately, so. Right, that's the other part, it's like, yeah, the employee does own the tip, because it's kind of, it's the same thing, it's like, we can't force a customer to tip us. Yeah. So, like, how can they yeah. force us to tip out, you know? So exactly. Like, if, if tipping yeah. is optional, then tip out should be optional as well. We shouldn't only be, like, you know, only one-sided here. Right. If we're not going to make t tipping like a mandatory thing then we can't make tip out a mandatory thing like it goes hand in hand right 
which is why I like how my place does it. It's like, you know, these are the suggestions and they just tip like, you know, because there's days where I have bad days and I'm like, sorry guys. Like I had a bad day and I'm not paying out of my own pocket to pay you. Like, yeah. This is what we're getting. And this is, this is what I got today. I made, you know, 10, 15%. You're getting 10 or 15%, you know, after what you're supposed to be making. I don't know what to tell you, you know? <laughs> right. And I think system. a lot of people keep getting confused and they're like, Oh, so you, like, you don't think they deserve that money. Like, oh, so you don't think they deserve the money they make from you. I think they deserve the money. I think they work their butts off. I think that I shouldn't pay them. And I feel that way about service, too. I think that tips should always be supplemental based on how you did your job, not to pay your bills. Um, and so many people are against the server wage. If you kept tips on top of that, if you're a good waiter, you're going to make good money. But if you're operating only on the generosity of people knowing that they have to pay your bills, then you probably won't make as good money. And that's a different thing. Exceptional service will always, always, always bring you a tip. I have seen so much good from people and so much good from my guests. I can't refute that, you know, that if you are good at your job and you are good at making connections with people, then you're going to have those tips and that extra income regardless of what you make hourly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I know it's, it's a very controversial subject for a lot of people just because there's yeah. like other countries don't have to do, don't have this discussion. This is not an issue in other countries, but you know, we have a lot of issues here. I know. USA. <laughs> USA. USA. Yeah, we're taking it one battle at a time, guys. We're trying to do what we can. <laughs> and we, we see the writing on the wall that they are not going to make it. Like, the corporation is not going to sit here and be like, you know what? Let, yeah, let's change it. Let's go ahead and pay these people more. Like, they're right. not going to do it. So we have to do what we can to change it. There's really, and we have to take it like one step at a time. Like, you know, right. we can't overturn the system overnight. That's been going on for a hundred years. It's right. going to take time. So we have to start little by little. And that's why, you know, um, one fair wage is fighting to change these sub minimum wage to at least minimum wage and still mm -hmm. be able to keep tips on top of it. And a lot of people's argument is one that they'll raise the menu prices. They already did that. And two, mm -hmm. that, um, that uh, people won't tip but that's not the case because there are states that already pay regular minimum wage california included which is where i'm at now and um we still get tipped because mm -hmm. people like they'll still tip you like that's just the the culture here um right. until until we know that people are getting paid livable wages it's something that's gonna have to keep happening unfortunately because even at minimum wage that is not a livable wage Right. Minimum wage is not a no. livable wage. Like, it hasn't changed since 2009. Um, the federal minimum wage is still at less than $8 an hour. In California, you know, I think it's probably the highest minimum wage right now, and it's 15 and that's still not a livable wage when gas is no. 6 to $7 a gallon. So it's like, yeah. I have to work an hour to fill my tank. You know, like, that's not, like, not even, uh, not fill my tank. That's for one gallon. Get a couple you know, gallons, yeah. Yeah, for two gallons, I would have to work an hour to get two gallons of gas, which is like probably, you know, covers to and from work. So yeah. it's just not a livable wage. We're so, we're so behind. We have to like, we have so much to reform and so much to change. And so that's why I'm so adamant about, you know, getting people to stand up for themselves and create change. So um, I was so happy when I saw your video. I lost count on how many times I got tagged in it. <laughs> hundreds, hundreds. I. I felt so guilty, right, because when you come on, t like, 
and you saw my old videos, like there were videos of my cats doing parkour. Okay. So it was, you don't come on a TikTok expecting to go viral. And I did want to apologize to you for not like tagging you in that original video. Cause you are the original reason. That oh no. Oh no, we lost her. Sorry. My phone went out. Oh. I was like, I was, uh, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I was like, I, you know, you never expect for that to happen. And then you kept getting tagged. So that's, I made that second video. I was like, she's the blueprint, guys. Like, I'm so sorry, but I do want to apologize because I never expected to be ranting to more than just the 40 friends who follow me. And when it did happen, I was like, <laughs> no, she deserves yeah. it, though, because she has been putting in the work in the back yeah. for so long. And so for yeah, something to get, like, that much attention, I really wish that your name would have been in the caption because you have so much more information to share, but I am still trying to send people your way. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think I like, I got tagged in it so much and I saw you were following me. So I was like, okay, so she knows, she knows what's up. Like, mm -hmm. that, I was like, yes, I'm so proud of you. And I saw, yeah, you didn't have like any followers. So it's just like, yeah, I'm so proud of you. And then, oh my God, your videos, I like almost 2 million or now, isn't it? That's, yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. And somebody said that they were like, uh, why did she tag you? And I was like, well, she, she like replied to my comment and like, it's fine. I got tagged a bunch. Like everybody knows, but it's funny with like everything that's going on. Um, people do are starting to like do my same content and then not like tagging me. And so everybody's like, well, Alex did it first. And I'm like, I, yes. I'm happy that the word is getting out guys. I am happy that the word is getting out. That's what's important, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it but it but it is good to send them like to watch my series because a lot of people just don't know, and I have so much information on there. And like you said, oh, like, yeah. it can get very overwhelming. Um, it can get overwhelming trying to explain and break things down to people who have who haven't experienced it. People see things from just their perspective, their point of right. view, their um, experiences, and think, well, that didn't happen to me, so it's not. And that that's that's been my experience on sharing a lot of stories on TikTok is like. Well, that didn't happen to me, so that's not true. My chili says exactly. that, that's not true. Well, that's not true because this is not. It's like, wow, okay, way to be selfish, um, individualistic, one-track mind. Like, yeah, yeah, you know other people exist on this planet. Like, it's not just you. And these experiences really do happen to people. And it's like, how selfish can you be? Because one day that might be you. Like, yeah. stop thinking only about yourself. There's so much more out there. And, like, this individualistic mindset is why change doesn't happen. It's because yeah. everybody just thinks for themselves, well, just quit, get another job. And not everybody has the option to just get another job. The people are working at places that are live in places that that's like the one, the one restaurant that they can make it to. Maybe they don't have a car yeah. it's literally down the street from them and then they can walk there and it's the best thing for them to do. And like, um, I, I got tagged in an Instacart video of somebody that was like crying because their account got taken away because a customer claimed that they never got the order, even though they did drop it off. And so their account got taken away without Instacart even researching it. And she was like, this is like my life. Like I have three kids to support. Like, I understand that you guys don't think it's a big deal, but like, it's a big deal to me. And I'm like, people need to stop thinking about only themselves. Like, yes, this is somebody's livelihood. It's like, oh, well then don't drive for Instacart. It's like, what is wrong with you people? Like, these, ex these jobs exist for a reason. If, yeah. we didn't, if we didn't, if we weren't keeping them in business, they would not exist. So either you stop using them or start treating people better and fight for them to get better wages. Because I just don't understand why people are okay with using the product, but then like 
fighting against the product at the same time. What do you, yeah. you can't have it both ways? You can't have servers serving you and kissing your fucking ass and then you being like, well, I don't want to pay you either or like don't work there. Well, what do you want? Because let's make things very clear. If you go to another country and you get a server there, they're not going to give a fuck if your water is empty. They're not going to give a fuck if you want something right away. They just don't care because they're getting paid either way. So yeah. if you want the, the, the service that you have been getting in the United States of America, it's because it is based on slave labor. It was literally slaves that they didn't want to pay. Like our server minimum wage is rooted from slavery and racism, and mostly everything is in the United States of America. So this is why we literally worship the ground you walk on when you walk into the restaurant. Do you think I give a shit that you want a side of ketchup? I don't give a fuck. But yeah. I have to. Because you determine how much I'm going to get paid. And guess what? I don't know if I, by the end of it you're going to pay me or not. And I still have to fucking do it and perform like a little monkey for you. Because that's the culture that we're in. And it's like, the customer's always right, right? No. So you have all been brainwashed into this system of like, I'm right. I deserve everything. Me, 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 me. And you are just a lousy little server. And I shouldn't have to pay you for the service. Well, you should tell your server at the beginning, hey, I don't tip. Then the server will just do the very bare minimum because that is what they are getting paid to do. The lower than the bare minimum because it's not even minimum wage. So guess what? They're going to go up to you. What do you want? Put it in. Take it out. Leave. That's literally it. They're not going to give a shit about anything else. And like, it's yeah. not a really a difficult concept. When you walk into a restaurant, you walk, there's a social contract that you have entered. You go into there and you agree, uh, you're going to serve me and I'm going to take care of you at the end. That's literally it. If you don't like it, go to a drive-thru. Yeah. I offer a service. Mm-hmm. I... You know, I offer a service and I deserve to be paid for a service. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just how it is here. Again, until we can make yeah. change. So yeah. I think this is like people need to stop being so individualistic and selfish and realize that the person that is serving you is a person too. And you don't know what their circumstances are. And you don't know if they have the options to have another job. You don't know if this is the only thing. You don't know if like, you know, the $5 you leave them can help them pay their next bill. Like they're literally going into the negative. Like you don't know. So don't sit here and think selfishly after you chose to come to this establishment under a social contract that you would be tipping that person who is providing a service for you. Yeah. It's really, there's also, I just want to add, there are like for myself too, like I enjoy like bartending and serving. Like I love that. Like having that as a job was like one of like, I don't know. It was my favorite job. Like I dealt with bullshit at work, but it's like, ultimately, like, I don't want to have, no one wants to have to leave their job. Like no one wants to feel like they're in a position where things suck so bad that they have to leave. Like you want to be able to like provide good service, get money. That's kind of it. Not have that mental like block in your mind outside of work. But like when work starts affecting your mental health and like all these other things, and then you have people just be like, just quit, just you know, that's not helpful. And it's not going to change if you also quit. Like if you just stay and like try to figure things out with your coworkers, that's going to bring more change than just like quitting and going somewhere else because you're just going to keep seeing the same bullshit everywhere. Exactly. That's, that's a very big thing that people say is just quit and go somewhere else. And it's like, so that's why the system has been the same for 100 years is because people just wait and get another job. Um, which actually, Taylor, thanks for reminding me. Um, that brings me to my next subject. So at my workplace, um, which again, I'm not happy about the fact that this falls on the customer, but um, we have, you know, uh, they have raised the menu prices to supplement 
inflation for the corporation. They have also added surcharges to supplement our minimum wage, which should be coming out of their pocket. But at the end of the day, like they haven't really done anything to help us um, make more money. So I suggested that, well, I didn't suggest it. The people suggested it at a meeting and it got laughed at and um, ignored was, can we at least get our service charge bumped up to uh, 20% from 18, which is our gratuities for parties of six or more. So it's not like it's going on every check. It's only right. for parties over six, um, and it's just the gratuity. And um, they got laughed at at, the, at a meeting, at an employee meeting that we had, and I was unable to attend that meeting. But I thought, well, why don't they? Because I mean, they're they're raising the menu prices from them for themselves, and they're raising the surcharge for themselves. Why aren't they doing anything for us? It's like we don't matter. Like it's always for their pocket and not for ours. So um, I went ahead and wrote out a proposal and said, you know, this is why we should, um, you know, get our, our service charge bumped up. And I talked about inflation and I talked about the cost of living here. Um, I talked about how they have raised their prices, you know, for the menu and the surcharge and everything, all, all this stuff. And then I went ahead and I took it to work and I had every server sign in. Um, and I said, you know, we have come in unity to show you that like this is something we all want. It was one person suggesting it. We all want this. And um, that like we are coming together to show this, that this is what we want, right? So I had everybody sign and date it. There was one person who originally did not want to sign it. It was like, nothing will ever change. Um, they don't care about you. They've never cared about us. They're not going to care now. And I'm like, well, not with that attitude. They're not. And they're like, no, yes. like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, oh, um, what are we going to do? Strike? What are we just not going to come to work if they don't give us what they want? And I'm like, I never said that. Like, this is lit. There's nothing wrong with asking. And if we all come together as a collective, then we can show that this is something that the entire staff wants and not just one individual voice. Because one individual voice can get silenced a lot easier than a whole collective of people. Right. And so... Everybody signed it except for that one person didn't want to. And the last day that I had the paper, because I had to wait till I worked with everybody to sign it, they came in and they're like, hey, I'm actually going to sign it. I changed my mind. I thought about it and I think I should sign it. So I was like, great. So they signed it. And I ended up setting up a meeting. I went over HR's head because HR was at that meeting and dismissed that, um, you know, that topic that was brought up. So I yeah. up a meeting with the general manager of the resort. And I went straight to him and I went straight to his office. We set up a meeting and, you know, I let him know. First of all, the staff felt extremely disrespected, um, gaslit and ignored by HR when we when they brought up this issue. Um, they were laughed at and they were told, like, that's not how you feel. We don't have time to talk about this. So I let them know that I let the GM know that this is how they felt. And he, like, apologized. He said, I'm so sorry. I was at that meeting. I didn't get that. Uh, you know, I didn't see that happen. Like that's, that, that wasn't my perception of it, but like, I'm very sorry that the staff felt that way. Um, you know, and again, I wasn't there. So I was just repeating what they told me. And then, um, he said, and then I, he said, okay, like what else? And then I told him, I started to talk about the service charge going up and I didn't even get a sentence in when he's like, I have no issue bumping it up. Like, he's like, it's fine. Like if that's what you guys want, I'll bump it up. And I'm like, okay, I didn't even have to fight for it, but I, wow. still wanted to present, I still wanted to present my argument, so I still told him a couple things. I gave it to him. I was like, here you go. We all signed it. And he was like, great. Anything else? I said, well, you know, while we're at it. And then I started like, <laughs> like 
you know, we would like, you know, because um, our restaurant only has 25% off. So I'm like, oh, I like 50% off food. Um, we do have free food at the resort. So I was like, yeah, but I can't eat there because of allergy restrictions. Just like, make a menu. Tell me what you guys want. We'll work on it. Like, let me know what else you guys need. And so I'm like, great. It was great. And guess what? The next day, the managers have gotten an email. We're going to, he, I had told him, I know we're printing new menus for the summer. He said, don't worry, we'll reprint them. They are in the process of reprinting all the new menus with the 20% service charge added. And then we also have, I have a coworker who we, we work outside and sometimes we have umbrellas. Sometimes we don't because they take them for banquets and we are under the sun. And so people are always hot and he's always like, we need umbrellas. We need umbrellas. Like we need our own umbrellas. I don't understand why we don't have our umbrellas. We're always fighting for the umbrellas. He has been fighting for this for like ever with not going straight to the GM, just going to our food and beverage store. has been like, we need the umbrellas. He's like, well, we got you like never getting the umbrellas. He finally just went straight to the GM and was like, Hey, like we need these umbrellas, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, Oh, okay. Um, well, I was thinking of getting kind of like sales to like cover the sun. He's like, no, this is what I'm telling you. And he's like, uh, he's like very adamant about these umbrellas. So he's like, look, this is what we need. We need 13 umbrellas for all these tables. Da, da, da. And he's like, okay. And so the other day, after I had done the petition, whatever, I gave it to him and he approved it. I guess he was walking, um, you know, around the resort and he had said to one of our other coworkers, like, oh, I wish we could get our umbrellas. And he walked into the employee dining room and he ran into the GM and the GM was like, hey, um, we actually have new umbrellas coming for you. I just ordered them for you guys. Nice. And so I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, look at that. Uh, both of us making changes. It's like you have to fight for what you want. Um, otherwise, like it's never going to get done. And granted, I have a great general manager of the resort who is willing to listen to us and wants to know what's going on and make things better for us. So, um and that's why I'm so grateful that, you know, he he's listening to us and he's making a change. And now if that employee or I leave, we have better things for the people that are to come. And I think that's why mm -hmm. it's so important to speak out and try to make change because you're creating a ripple effect. You're not only doing it for yourself, you're doing it for so many more people and you're living, exactly. leaving that imprint after you leave. And it also helps to show other people that like you can create change. Like that guy didn't think that it would happen. And he's like, Oh, like, good job. Like you actually did it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, you can do it too. But not with that mindset. Like you, yeah. you can't have a defeatist mindset. You have to like fight for what you want. So I think it's so important to do that. So I really hope that a lot of more people come together and, you know, create change in their workplace because it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, I will fair like, warn it. you, I'm so sorry. My phone is at 5%. So if I die, like I die, but we're in a good conversation. So I'm just going to stay till it dies. <laughs> um, no, no worries. I'm, I'm so sorry. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. We'll probably get off here soon. Go ahead, okay, Taylor. Go ahead, Taylor. Yeah, I was just going to add too, like some of those things like your GM might have not, like he's not doing the day-to-day -day, like work of waiting tables, not knowing like umbrellas are like not, you know, not everyone's getting umbrellas and it sucks for the guests. So it's affecting the workers. Same thing with 20% gratuity or like 18, like they probably in some way pulled a number out of their butt and just went with 18, but it's like hearing why 20% is needed in a group like that too, is like, oh, this is like what a lot of people are thinking. And that helps them make a decision, not just like, oh, this one worker is just like, you yeah. know, bringing this up to say something, but like it has more weight and meaning if you do this collectively. Sometimes you'll, exactly. get, put, you'll get pushback sometimes too. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but like it's a better effort if you get more people on board for sure. Yeah.
Somebody said, um, I was, it was just my one year working at Chili's for funsies. I kept a list of everyone that quit. It was 60. That's a I'm lot. I'm not surprised. That's yeah. a huge turnover. That is a huge, huge turnover rate. Yeah. yeah I, I think my restaurant is at like 40 something percent turnover rate right now. Wow. Yeah. And that's another thing that the CEO said at the meeting that wasn't happening, that now they have way more people than they had pre-COVID. Like everything he's saying is just lies on what the truth is. So um, if anybody wants to show their support, uh, we do. I, I have a petition up in my link tree, um, which is to end the runner system. Um, I also have a petition for the to end the sexual harassment um, and exploitation that is going on there at Chili's. And um, if you worked at Chili's and you have any stories that you want to share, I also have my Expose the Pepper Share Your Story, um, which we're also collecting stories for that. Because I just feel like the more stories we get, the better. And I just feel like maybe we can get, like, you know, just one really good one. We can really, really, really go after them um, legally. Or I, I feel like we have so many stories. Like, Taylor, like, you guys. We're, we've had, like, stories. 60 people. Yeah, like, a lot of people in some you know, for some people we reached out, it was like they worked at Chili's years ago. Yeah, it's like past the statute of limitations for what happened. But, it, you know, it's like a chance to get it off your chest and like letting yeah. people know, like, these things are happening. Like, Alex, your platform, just like talking about what happened. People, everyone from Chili's is like, this is the same thing or it's similar. And it's like, you know, people don't feel as alone. Like people might think it's just an individual thing they're going through. But clearly this is like, company-wide so yeah and it's kind yeah. of like i don't know if you guys are watching um or did watch the dropout with the whole theranos situation that was going on there um with elizabeth holmes and like they had a few employees come forward and share what was going on on the inside and then it got leaked to uh what was it the wall street journal or the new york times and it became this huge story like i want to have all of these stories accumulated for like if we have tried press conferences um it has gotten some press um, buzz, like some press releases have gone out. But if we could, you know, get one one day with like a really big journalist and have mm -hmm. all of these stories in there. And they could be anonymous, of course. Like you guys, mm -hmm. they won't be anonymous. You guys don't have to share your personal information. But they'll be there so that when the public, the general huge public, like wants to know what's going on, we have all of these stories there from pre previous past and present employees that you know can share like yeah this is true like this happened to me and the fact that it's just so many like i've never known a comp like i haven't had anybody come forward like this this is just too many stories that they're all saying the same thing and so exactly. it's to the point where yeah. i can't share the stories anymore because people come to me and they're like oh my god you have to share my story and i'm like i have so many of the same story i'm so sorry like i'm not saying your story isn't valid it's just at this point, it's repetitive and it's like redundant because I'm just sharing the same story just from a different person's point of view. It's, but it's the same story. It's it's sad. Like this shouldn't be happening this much. Sh this many people shouldn't be coming to me with the same story of how their experience was working at Tilly's. And it's like worldwide. Like people from Japan have contacted me. Wow. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. It's just happening everywhere. It's just the corporation itself. They're just bad. <laughs> dookie. Just Absolute yeah. dookie. Yeah. So is there anything else you guys wanted to say before we get off here? Um, I'll just plug rock one more time. If 
honestly, whether you're a Chili's worker or even not, or even, yeah, just like reach out to us. We can always help you with your workplace problems, at least like point you in legal help or like what rights you have. Um, if you need to file anything, or if you're thinking about like doing your own petition at your workplace, your own demand letter, we can, you know, support you with that as well. Yeah. If you guys ever need any help, like with anything that has to do with the workplace, definitely contact me. I'll get you in touch with Taylor, Rock United. Um, and if you ever need help, like writing out a letter, like a demand letter, like she said, I wrote mine out. I definitely have like examples, uh, or at least my example of how I was able to, you know, write out my argument and why I think that it definitely helped getting, well, I think it definitely helped getting everybody together and not just having one voice, you know, having everybody sign and date, it definitely showed solidarity and that's definitely mm -hmm. what you want to do. Um, but Clara, did you want to say anything before we get off? Um, I would just wanted to say thank you <laughs> for inviting me. Um, and you know, like if we want to plan, um, nationwide walkout we should definitely oh we God. should definitely work on it if we want to start rallying yes i've been i've been telling taylor this for like months i'm like i want to just plan a nationwide walkout at chili's and she's like i don't know if we can like i don't know if they could come after you for that and i'm like listen i don't work there but if you if we do have may day strike coming up if you guys don't know may day strike look it up on reddit subreddits um google it may day strike like if you want to change things in your workplace and made a strike definitely do it um but yeah if you work at Chili's like if you guys uh, I wish everybody could just come together and do a nationwide walkout one day like I would love it that would that's, yeah. that's the goal I want people to either unionize or do a mass walkout to create change that's the that's my my dream so yeah if everybody could just come together and do that that'd be great right <laughs> <laughs> we'll just manifest it absolutely send yes. that out to the sky exactly. yeah hello Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Good. So I don't need the money out of it. I left because I kind of finished up a thing that I I decided to become a financial planner. A friend of mine was a manager there. I did that with her while I was in school. But um, I don't know how I go about getting like former checkout slips back, stuff like that. Okay. That's my so only downside. Don't... Yeah, I don't. I, now I have friends that work there that are, they lost, in my location, they lost almost all the senior staff. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like we couldn't even figure out, we finally figured out that the number they were basing your tip out off of was what was on your clock out slip. It wasn't what was on the checkout slip. So if you took your clock out slip and kept that number versus like what it said your sales were, it was lower than what it showed that you sold. And I don't understand why they were tipping out off of a lower number. Like none of us could ever figure out why that was the number, uh, but I did key a lot. And so I watched the manager training video. It, it was awful. Like those managers got no info at all of any use, like zero. For the, for like anything or for like the checkouts? For, for TSC rollout. Like they got the, the manager training thing that I went through. It was awful. I mean, we didn't know, we didn't know what their pay was going to be. We didn't know what their percentage was going to be. We didn't know if they were running alcohol or not. So like at my location, most oh, of them wow. under 21, so they don't. Um, I don't know if your location did it or not, but I think it was at least my entire district did it where they took the scorecard and the lower ranked employees on the scorecard had a conversation where they got moved to servers. And my GM at the time made a statement I thought was really smart. She said, you know, now we're going to have all of our best servers, you know, on Guap and attentive in front of the table all the time. And then when we went back and looked at it about two weeks in, I said, you know what we forgot? 
We took the people that can't take more than two tables and told them to run nine grand worth of stuff in an efficient and normal manner. Right. And we all just kind of missed that. But yeah, I, and ours was one of the better ones. Like our GM had us using the iPads two weeks before it rolled out. You know, just she had conversations with employees. They knew what their job role was. My only argument to them was, you know, you're a server, so you're kind of your personality, the way you treat people is how you earn your money, right? So like you're kind of in charge of your own destiny. What was their incentive? Because if you sell 1500 it doesn't matter how much they mess up or make a mistake or cost you, they get the same amount of money. There's no incentive financially. Right. And so the only negative thing I'll say about my location is I was a former district manager for Sprint uh, back when they were alive. So I'd been kind of a step above my boss. I just told her, you know, if you hear me say on a headset seven times in a night, I'm at a nine minute salad. You all are going to have to handle that through just like performance evaluations. Otherwise they're not going to change. And that was the one thing that never happened and why I eventually left. Cause I didn't need the money anymore. I was going into the finance world. I was going to stick it up with them another month or so. And I just said, forget it. Just, it was, it wasn't worth it. Oh, but I, um, sorry. If people in the comments are kind of lost. So for the guys that don't know me from my original content was about Chili's and I was exposing all of their abuse and exploitation. And um, that's what he's talking about. He worked there. And so we're talking about what was going on with the new runner system that they rolled out. Um, so, like, nobody knew where the money was going. Like, it literally was. I don't know what the point for the system was. Because when I transferred from Florida to California, like, in Florida, we didn't have it. But California had already rolled it out forever ago. And, yeah. um and then I was just like so blown away by how high the tip out average was at 5.5%. And I was like, well, they get hourly. So I guess that's okay. But like the taxes are so high here that you don't even see the hourly anyway. So it's kind of the same thing. I don't know what state you're in. I'm in Oklahoma. So oddly enough, the other girl you had on your show the other night, it's been a recent person. I commented on one of her videos. I didn't realize she was in Tulsa. I'm Oklahoma oh, really? City. We're only like we're only like 90 miles apart. <laughs> yeah, so she's but, the one that actually contacted a lawyer and is looking to do the class action lawsuit. I saw so, that. Yeah, so I have to make a video about it. But if you or anyone you know like has any info, I mean, yeah, if you want to talk to the lawyer as well, like just to help the case because you have more insider info essentially or lack thereof because of your uh, training, maybe you can help us out, get more help a little yeah. bit. So I can tell you, just being honest, I never got negative. Now, I would have like a negative table, let's say an $80 tab, and this did happen. The runner brought the wrong food. It took forever to get back out, so they left 4 bucks. Well, 5% of 80 was all $4. So like I made zero on that. You know what I mean? Like I came out with nothing, but it wasn't my fault. Like I had nothing to do with that interaction. Right. Um, do you – so do you go out and eat a lot? Yes. Okay, so – Cheddar's has moved to this. Texas Roadhouse has moved to this. Do you think that's going to hinder some of the progress on that? Like, I'd be helping for you all, not for me, because I don't need the money. But Cheddar's and Texas Roadhouse moved out to the runner system. At least they have in Oklahoma. Absolutely. Oh, I did not know that. Yep, <clears throat> Oklahoma City. I went to a Cheddar's in Yukon last week and a um, Texas Roadhouse uh, in the city. And at both restaurants, the orders are rung in on a tablet and somebody else brought me my food. Why are they doing this? I don't understand the logic. Behind it. Like so I get it. All right, so I double majored finance econ. I loved 
finance. I love that stuff. Got into sales, then decided at a late age, I'm 43 now. I want to go back and be a certified financial planner. So I quit my job, had a friend that worked there, said, will you come and help out? Well, then COVID hit. And so we didn't get to take the test until we just could do it in July. So I was there for forever, like just the longest time. I think the concept makes sense because the way I looked at it, like if I'm just looking at this is like I own the building. All right. So I'm just going to manage these four walls. If did you all have serving partners? Like, did they partner you up with someone? Um, yeah, but it was like, we just, you know, rotated tables. Right. So did you all do sections by food or color? Oh, you mean like what our zones are called? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like zone. What were they called? Uh, well, I was always a closer. So mine just said closer, but there was like zone. Okay. Okay. So it's weird out here. Uh, I worked in three different ones out here. My main one, I worked all the time. I've helped out in two others. Some were naming them by food and some were naming them by uh, colors. So we would just say in the old days, if you were in pink, you had two people with you. Now it's going to be only you. So you get all of those tables and you never have to leave the floor. And so you're going to make infinitely more money than the 4% payout. The problem is when those nights aren't busy and if the runners are doing a bad job. And the other thing I could not find, because I've heard you bo- you and her both speak about it, and I cannot find out if this is true or not, and maybe she has to math. I couldn't figure out if we were paying them when they left or not. But the difference was in the manager training material, it said that a runner was supposed to be on from open to close every night, period. So you're not going to transition back to servers running their own food. They'll have too many tables. That, so, ne- that you know, never happens. Yeah, so in my location, we had one on, we didn't do 1045, we did 1130, but they were there all the way to close, and they took over doing most of the back of the house duties, like taking down the salad area, doing the chip station, doing Bev, Mm -hmm. the runners were doing all that. We rolled silverware, cleaned our section, cleaned off the, the Prestos, and we were done. But we had one on there from 1130 till close every night of the week. And from what I read in the material, that was exactly what was supposed to happen. Okay, so I only had to deal with the um, runner system for like a couple months because I I transferred in July and got fired in September. So I didn't, and and half of that was COVID shutdowns. Okay. So I didn't really have to deal with it Mm. that much. Um, But I did ask like, what happens if we don't have a runner on? And they're like, oh, you won't have to like tip out on it. But it's like, and then I would, but then I would get my like money the next day on the pay card and it would be so low. And I was like, I'm so confused. Cause we didn't have a runner on like, where's all my money going? Um, so your section <laughs> should have doubled. Like it should have been, cause that was my argument. They asked us, if we had any questions. So I said, my question is going to be, do you have the ability to cut my runner when I now have a serving partner? And that's when they decided since I was our trainer at our location, had me go through the manager side of it. And they were supposed to be on all the time. So if they were cutting them, that was never supposed to happen. Because imagine it, you used to have a, you know, what, six, seven table section. I got 14. How can right. you keep up? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no yeah. way. So but we've lost a ton, but I did yeah. notice a couple of the restaurants have gone to it. Yeah. I just no, don't know they- it. I do think there were times where we didn't have a runner on because I remember asking, like, what if we don't have a runner? They're like, oh, then you don't have to tip out. But Clara said that they would get cut all the time and she would have to end up having to still tip them out. So 
since she just quit, I think she has way more evidence than I do. Because, again, I wasn't there that long. And yeah. I didn't know that, like, I didn't know I was going to be talking about this later on. So I didn't keep any evidence of anything. I didn't either. <clears> but but I, I, saw, I saw your video way back in the day. And, like, it was, what, like 2000 when you did that first video? Um, The year 2000? Maybe. Yeah. Or... Maybe in your dimension. No, um, I did that video in um, the one that, wait, which one? Because I've had your very first one about breaking down the tips and using the GratShare app. That was in June of June of 2021. Okay, so a bunch of our people, our location shared that around. But we were looking at it going, well, I don't know what in the world she's because like we didn't know that TSE was even in trial. So we we had no freaking clue. Oh, I got attacked. I got attacked on Facebook. I got attacked on here. Everyone's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. My chilies doesn't do that. My chilies would never do that. Da, 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 da. And I was like, if they do it to me, they'll do it to you. Give it a few months and guess what? So, so we, we got go. a guy that worked your entire trial. Okay. So we have a guy that worked in California through the duration of the trial, transferred here because his girlfriend lives here. And mm-hmm. so he got to be there through like that entire thing. So he knew it was coming. So he just said, if I had transferred earlier, I could explain to you all why that girl's thing looked the way it did. But the way it was told us is bigger section, you never leave the floor, more money, and then it just, I don't know, imagine your locations in the worst servers and telling them to run food and do it well. Like, you're going right. to negatively impact my money. I mean, yeah. it's, it's what it is. So I saw her video and I saw you on tonight before I went to bed, thought I'd get in touch with you. So we, you know, you can add me and that way we can like even DM back and forth and Stuff like that. But yeah, it was about three and a half years. Most of it is a key and then the rest serving and bartending. Yeah. I just. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I need to get more. I need to try to find who sent me those screenshots. I mean, it was like a year ago. Yeah. And I, I have so many messages from people about different things. I don't remember. So I have to make a video asking um, if anybody has any of the evidence because. Um, I'm going to ask some people here. I'm just, I don't want them to get hosed like. The one thing I'm worried about with gathering the evidence, I don't know, maybe we need to ask her with the attorney on this. What I'm worried about is them saying, okay, you're taking proprietary company information about our pay practices and you're gathering it up as a group when you're no longer employed, which means you're coercing people who do work there to get it. I'm just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get anybody burned that I know and like. So maybe that's something she could ask the attorney. Yeah, I mean, she could ask that, but she said that like, Technically, it's legal because it's, it's considered a tip pool, but it's not legal right. if we're tipping out people who are not on the clock. Right. Yeah, so because then where is that money going? So we didn't have that one. The only oddity I heard of is one of the stores out here is, I'm talking massive. I'm talking $12,000, $13,000 dinners, and it's every night. They butchered this whole rollout, and so they would like two hours a night at the end have the food runners doing modules as a food runner. And so they called me and were like, hey, I'm like, I, we didn't do that. I don't know why y'all are. They should have them clock out and clock back in under training or meetings. But that's the only weirdness I heard on that because we, we had one. Dude, we had one every day. We never didn't have one. So for you all not have them is weird. Yeah, that and then they're saying they're getting taxed on it as well, even after tip out. So I asked, I haven't talked about that because I don't have any proof of that. So I was like, do you have proof of that? She's like, well, I had another coworker that was like doing it. And I've had people message me about their checkouts and like comparing their grat share to their checkout and be like, 
it's kind of what you said like why am i why am i um tipping out on this amount but like my checkout says this amount but it, it, yeah. it being higher like you said it was the clock out one that was less but she said it was higher like she was showing so, the photos so the look at her clock out one and see because my clock out one was to the penny correct the only nights that messed me up where i couldn't figure it out were bartending nights because if you are the bartender you don't tip out one percent to bar mm-hmm. so you know then it was like okay i would have to have kept this checklist or my checkout know how much i sold in alcohol because that's not getting run i don't know it was it we got to the point where most of us agreed that generally the number on there if you took five percent off took five percent of the number off the clock out slip not checkout it worked out right. And when I noticed that, I did ask our GM, why is this number on clock out so different than what I legitimately sold? And I didn't get an answer on that. So I don't know why that number is lower anyway. I don't know if you noticed that when you were there, but those two numbers don't match up. They're doing some shady fucking shit. I don't know what they're doing, but they're fucking shit up. And fucking Wyman, the CEO, is lying to all the shareholders about literally everything. Like, he's literally saying, like, I don't know if you've seen my videos talking about it, about the shareholders yeah. that he held in February. He, like, said that everybody's making more money. No, like, maybe the sales are higher because they're taking more tables, but that doesn't mean they're making more money, especially when it's being automatically removed. Their tip out is automatically removed. Like, did you guys get your tips automatically removed mm-hmm. or were you guys typing yeah. it in? Uh, yeah. So every, everything was automatic except for we had to claim, at least in Oklahoma, your cash, you had to claim 13.8%. So, you know, if you made $10, you had to claim you got $1.30 in cash. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, so originally when I read, read the training document, so I guess you all kind of got thrown into it, but when I read the training document, what he said, I think was their goal. Like if you and I used to be serving partners and now we get our own section and we have people doing all of our food, drinks and desserts for us let's say your sales double, right? That's a hundred percent gain. You give out 4% way more money for you. I think in theory, that's what it was. In theory, in theory, it's not logical to do unless the area that you're doing it in is a tourist area. It's like near a sports arena or it's a college town. That's going to always, always be busy. Why do this in a place like Oklahoma? That's not going to be that busy, like in smaller locations. It's just so not, we- Feasible. We have we have small ones that aren't. So the one that I worked at did about eight to ten every night at dinner pre TSC. I made roughly two fifty to three fifty a night was generally what I got. But I only worked lounge, like I didn't work anywhere else. That and bar. Um, so I, I it made sense to me because I had two lounges at night, and I thought, okay, so we we get rid of one of them, so that one gets the entire shift, but. The thing on, like, when she was talking the other night in your live about, like, them cleaning mold and cleaning bed and all that stuff and not running the food. Like, we're not paying them for that. Right. And, and you know. It was on server wage. Yeah. like illegal. Well, and, and my argument to my boss was she got not mad. She and I were close. I was a regular before I worked for her. So I know her and her family. And one night she was like, okay, that's not the eighth time you said you're on, like, a seven or a ten minute salad. And I was like, okay. When I got it myself, it was, like, 30 seconds. I guarantee you that's an unrealistic expectation now, but could we say that seven to 10 is highly unacceptable now? Like I get it old system. I could do it within a minute. Good to go. Understand that. Now it's not, is three minutes. Okay. Like at what point does it start affecting my money? Right. You don't get the lounge. How how drastically did your money change with the system? 
I made, it depended on what I did. When I was bar, uh, it was a little bit more painful only because I don't like to leave the bar. So I made all my fountain drinks at the bar, um, including any of our teas, because I could just have an uniced pitchers of teas at my bar, and I had to surf back there. I'd say on serving nights, I maybe made anywhere between well, – I'll put it to you this way, because I kept it in a spreadsheet. I used to average 20.5% in tips was my monthly average for months. Uh, after, what did we do, three months of TSE, I was down to 14. So – if the dollar amount was higher, which may be what he's saying, if it, that's true, I wasn't bringing home the same percentage of my sales that I did before I had those people doing stuff I was already doing on my own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the money went up, but not at the same rate. Like proportionally, right. I didn't make that much more. You know, you were telling me I was going to double it. it. I never got double the cash I got before. That's for sure. Never got double the cash, but the percentage dropped like a rock. Yeah, and that's what um, Clara was saying, that she ended up tipping out almost like three grand to food runners. That's a lot of fucking money. So I have a friend in mind because she is meticulous about this. Like, I'm talking goes home every night and in this little journal thing. Like, if you can imagine a 20-year-old obsessed with being financially smart, you know, she's a unicorn. They don't exist. So I can yeah. talk to her and get some of her data because she's been frustrated lately, too, but her mom works at Roadhouse. Roadhouse just went to this. So she's like, I don't crap. understand what these corporations are doing with the system. It makes no sense. Like, are they are they saying because they're cutting? It just doesn't make sense because it's like they're like, oh well, we'll cut we'll cut servers on the floor. It's like, first of all, how much money are you really say, saving on labor by cutting servers? And then you're all yeah, you're doing is migrating them to the kitchen and to the runners. So then you have like one or two runners and then like three servers on the floor. So you have five total paying at two dollars an hour um versus like 10 employees at two dollars an hour like do you really need to save that extra right. few bucks like you're a fucking multi-million dollar company you guys like don't give a shit about literally so, anything i think coming out of covid being in the finance world now like i understand that the hits they took and if you all were under the same problems we were coming out of covid where we couldn't get anybody to apply uh you know we were so short staffed all the time this system allows you to run with less staff the problem with it is if you do a dinner where you do two outside, one in the middle, and one in the lounge, and one of those call in sick, there went, you know, 25% of your work staff for the night. Right. Like, gone. And you have, so what, I, one food runner? No, we did uh, one at lunch, and then we had what was called a swing that came in, like, at 3 and stayed till 8. And then we had one that came in at 5.30 and stayed till close. So we always had one or two. Every day from 11.30 to close. Every day. Well, you guys definitely were at least scheduling how you're supposed to, whereas I don't think a lot of them were. Yeah, and if they weren't, like, I don't know. that Because that was just my first concern was don't put me in a position where I can't keep up and I look bad. Because I ran about 94 attentive and about a .7 guap, I would say, it was my long-term average. I didn't want that messed up. I tanked to 69% on attentive after this started. And that's me not leaving the floor. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's, and I didn't change anything about the way I work except for the system you gave me, but like mathematically thinking about it, that's just not logical things. I've been doing this for you now for like 19 months and it's always been that number. Right. And I asked my, I asked my GM and she said, it's brand wide. So brand wide attentive and guap 
shit the bed. They're fucking like running themselves into the ground with every decision that they make. The ghost yeah, kitchens are a fucking scam. So on that topic, since I do investing, there are about eight restaurants that now do a ghost kitchen. It's a huge deal. Uh, during the pandemic, yeah, famously so Chuck E. Cheese opened. Yeah, we got Chuck E. Cheese has a freaking ghost kitchen. Oh, our yeah. problem our problem was it was fry. I don't know about you, but it took us longer to get food out of fry than anywhere else. Mm. It's just wings is only what? <laughs> fry. Yeah, so fry. it just and it just it made that worse. Um I did get told by our district manager though they're gonna they're looking at doing uh it's just uh sliders as well. And they have the Maggiano's ghost kitchen. It's just such yep. an abuse and exploitation. And I started talking about the ghost kitchens that people were like, I don't get it. Like, they're getting paid. And I'm like, they're getting paid for one job they signed up for to work for the Chili's Kitchen. And now they're being made to also work for It's Just Wings and Maggiano's at no extra pay. And on top of that, they cut the kitchen staff down to, like, two cooks on the line. And then they want them making all of this food. And then when people are coming into the restaurant, they're going on false weights because the kitchen times are at 45 minutes because they're trying to keep up with all the DoorDash orders that nobody is getting paid to do. Yeah. It's like, it, it's literally so much abuse and exploitation. Yeah, that, that really hosed over the to-go people pretty bad. Like, that was, that was pretty awful. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be glad to get, add me, I'll be glad to give you any insight I can, any help I can, stuff I went through there. I even did runner one night because... I told my boss, I'm like, you know, I feel like my numbers, I can do a good job. That, that's a brutal job. <laughs> that, was, that was, I did it on a Friday too, because I was like, let me do it on a busy night to get a real feel of it. That's a tough job. And I told her, I said, servers you don't trust with four tables, I definitely don't trust doing this. Because I worked harder doing this as a server. Like, this was way worse. And they were already bad servers. So, like, I don't know. Somehow they got missed and those people got kept and they were not good at it. It's making it worse. So yeah. Yeah. Add me up anything you need. Just uh, DM me anytime at all. Uh, anything I can provide. I'll talk to a couple of people I know so I can get you guys and uh, we'll figure it out. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to remember to add you. So like, Oh, I so take it. Um, take a screenshot real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm going to forget. I already forgot the other guy's name. Does anybody remember the other guy's name that I was talking to? <laughs> I already yeah, so you got the, yes, that's what I do. Just screenshot it and just add me. It's not private or anything. And I already follow you, so I'll automatically make us friends. So after you do it, just send me a message to say hey. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get something moving on it. Because I agree. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I have my petition, which so many people have submitted their stories. So um the only thing is we just need evidence. That's the thing. Like when I was trying to yeah. also like go after them with another lawyer with sexual harassment allegations, we tried so hard to find stories, but then the statute of limitations were an issue or getting evidence of like the reports were an issue because most people did it over the phone instead of email. So it's like, God, it's so hard to get like concrete evidence of the stuff that's going on. So in my location we did not have that only because we had a female GM who didn't put up with any BS. Like she is one of the best managers I've ever worked with. Like just unbelievable. Yeah, I feel bad for y'all going through that. Like, in some of the stories I heard that night, like, well, y'all are friends anyway. Oh, my. That is – that would look really ugly in a court of law if that came out. Like, that's oh, – yeah. There's so <laughs> that, many stories. So many yeah. stories that people have shared with me and, like, nothing gets done. Yeah. That's I why know. I couldn't let it go. I'm like, this is a horrible company. They're horrible. They don't I mean, even – I think it's – I don't know. I, I, when I look at the restaurant industry and like what all of us, cause you know, we're kind of defined as fast casual, you know, we were like 95% dine in 5%. If you want us to put the shit in the bag, we can. And then we had to completely rotate that for COVID. 
And then we all re- reopened back up. We were all like, oh, my God, back to normal. And then to this day, at the location I worked at, to go is still between 45 and 55, 55% of sales every night. And I think it's just wrecked that industry because it's not built for that. Starbucks is built for takeaway. McDonald's. I say this all the time. I say this all the time. The dining industry is killing itself. It's literally Mm -hmm. crumbling itself by trying to take the business concept of a fast food restaurant into a dining restaurant. You can't have, and and like the place I work at now does it too. Like they started doing it during COVID is I work at a resort and they started um, doing in-room dining, which is like room service, which they didn't have before COVID. Uh, All of a sudden they started implementing room service with our restaurant menu. So now the kitchen is doing double the orders for the dining uh, to go. And then it's pushing everything back. And I'm like, you guys cannot do this. You have got to minimize your menu. You have to do quick, easy items. You can't do a full menu on a dine-in like for a dine-in restaurant, made for a dine-in restaurant, on to go. You will kill your yeah. industry. And like you'll kill your your whole it's not the business concept. McDonald's, Burger King, all these business concepts are made to be fast food, to be quick and easy. Everything is quick and easy. A dine-in restaurant, there is and especially where I work, and it's not even like chilies, like even chilies is easier than where I work. Everything is like it's made by a chef, so everything is like everything has to be perfect and to spec. And they want to do that on, I'm like, you guys, you guys like think logically. All they're thinking about is numbers. They're all they're thinking about is numbers, numbers, numbers. And I'm like, you guys are killing the fucking restaurant right now. You're killing the industry because you're not thinking. And like, sure, the ghost kitchens are easier because they have, you know, a limited more menu. And then like with the Maggiano's is also prepackaged. But it's like, again, you're doing it to people who are already working and not giving them anything extra on top of it. Like, Yeah, they they were slammed before we added it on. Yeah they were already slammed and like these poor to go people aren't making any money off of it. And the cooks. Is that a, I don't know if it was you or the other girl, that list of uh, items coming off the menu. Is that really happening? That much stuff is coming off the menu. That was me. Yeah. I had a manager that's been at Chili's for like 20 years. Um, mess messaged me about it where we knew each other from my old location. And he was like, Hey, uh, this is the stuff that's coming off. And I was like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, they want to um, take all this off. So that way, like, they have more time to do the ghost kitchens. Oh, my God. I had not seen, because I've lived through being, like, three years now. I've lived through menu changes. I saw that. was like, are you freaking kidding me? So that's, when does that start? What's the start they are? I don't know when they're doing it. And, like, I know they usually, like, take some stuff off quarterly, but this is a, yeah. a lot that they're taking off. They're yeah, taking off like half the menu. I know. What I'm also worried about, too, because we just went through one, is another uh, price hike. Oh, You might have been yeah. gone when we did it. Yeah, we just went through a price hike. Like, we got all new menus, uh, three new burgers, a couple other things. But then one of the biggest and the burgers was, are like twenty dollars now, right? They're like super expensive yeah, burgers. Yeah, they're like like sixteen, eighteen dollars a burger. Yeah, and, and then they're like a double patty. Yep, that's gross. Like, why did they have to do a double patty? But they sold. They and I did. I, I will give them credit because I had the brisket one because I'm a nut for coleslaw on a burger. I don't know why, but it was brisket barbecue and coleslaw. I loved it, but it was like seventeen dollars. Like it's. All yeah, the their menu prices have like skyrocketed because they did the three for ten, which again was a dumb fucking business move. When that, no, that was started. so stupid. I'm like, could these people have never worked in a fucking restaurant in their life? And then like, I would talk about this stuff, and people are like, "Oh, you think you can do a better job?" I'm like, "Yeah, I work in the fucking industry." 
since I was 18. I know what works because I'm in the fucking industry. I'm not sitting in a CEO chair thinking I know what the fuck I'm talking about without actually doing the fucking job. Like, these yeah, people are I, so dumb. I don't know. It's uh, it, There's a guy, I was in wireless for 15 years, um, despite having a finance degree, then decided I really want to do this. So did this Chili's thing temporarily. And there's a guy in wireless, he's retired now, the ex-CEO of T-Mobile. His name is John Ledger, L-E-G-E-R-E. He had two rules to being CEO, and that's it, just two. Number one, listen to your customers and listen to your employees. Rule number two, shut the fuck up and go back and read rule number one again. And they went from damn near bankrupt to the third largest carrier in America. That's how a company should be run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right That's now, how you run a have, company. Um, we got a new GM for my resort, not for the restaurant. Well, we also got that, but for the entire resort. And I love him because he really does listen to us. We, like, tell him. Like, I, I remember, so him and um, the, like, CEO of the hotel of the resort and a few other people came. Um, and I ended up having to wait on that. And I heard them talk about, oh. well, let's talk about, like, what we can do about this and what changes. And I was like... If you guys really want to hear what's going on, feel free to ask me. I'd be more than happy to fill you in from an employee's point of view. Wow. That's um, awesome. Okay. And so the GM from then on was always like, what's going on? Is everything okay? Do you want to talk? Do you want to set up a meeting? Let me know. And I was like, everything's fine. But recently I did have a meeting with him about stuff and he's like, no problem. And like on it. And then he's like, he just wants to know what's going on. And I'm like, people need to stop being afraid to talk because like some some GMs or CEOs or whatever bosses like want to hear what's really happening so they can make the changes. Yeah. So I'm really. Glad. I, hope it, I hope it goes well for you guys. I'm glad you're in a better spot. I um, I'm I don't know that the that it wouldn't even because honestly, like so I had saved the money to do this, like to quit work and go do this CFP thing, and then got asked. I did it a couple days a week because she was my friend. Then COVID hit, and I was there a lot more and. Dude, my honest to God end of it was just, you know, I've been in sales my whole life. I'm selling myself. I make great tips. Like, that's what I do. And now you've taken me out of control of that. And so I had my resignation in my bag and three days in a row, I didn't turn it in. On the fourth day, I've been there like 30 minutes and I'm getting yelled at because we're at a 12 minute house salad. How that happens, don't know. And so I just pulled the notice out and was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I've been asking, I've been on the headset telling y'all, you aren't listening, I'm out. So, yeah, it's yeah, just I mean, not worth I'll, it. They've literally lost no. everyone. They've lost everyone. Oh, dude, it's, it's bad. Like, it, the, the, uh, when I was telling you, so I don't live in Oklahoma City, I live in a small suburb, and that one's the one that does like 12 grand at night. They had nine people over seven years' tenure, all but one resigned. Yeah. All but one. So, yeah, everybody has the same story. They have no managers. They have no employees. They're losing everyone. I'm like, yeah, they're running it to the ground, and I'm going to watch yep. it fall. <laughs> well, you'll get me added. I'll add to what I can. I'll try to talk to my friend tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest, and then um, I'll uh, DM you on here. But if you need anything, ask me. If there's anything I can grab, ask me. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the info. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining on our live. I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned a lot. Um, don't forget, we have the link. I have the links up in my link tree. And if you need help with anything, contact me. I'll get you in contact with Taylor or contact them directly on Instagram or on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye, y'all. Okay, thank bye. you. Bye. bye.